my headset, which has been so reliable, has let me down. Welcome everyone to the uh, Renewable Energy MyGrid GB podcasty thing that Dave and I are hosting and we're really, really excited to be with you today. Uh, this is episode three. Um, Dave, I don't know if you know this, but viewing figures are through the roof. Viewing are they through, are they through the roof? Figures, yes, it's, I mean, it's not the world's highest roof, but it's, it's a lot higher than I thought it was. Uh, and uh, thanks to everyone for listening. We have some listeners. That is all you can ask for, right? Yeah. Any Anyone that puts the effort in to sit and listen to it. So, yeah, thank you very much. Yeah, I, I believe it's more than your mom and my mom. And if you're uh, neither of those people, <laughs> <laughs> please share how great you think the podcast is. Viewers are good. encourages us to do more. Honestly, it is usually just my mum, the uh, biggest fan. She's so lovely. We do love you. I'd mom. love her. I've never met her. Never met her, but we love her. And my mum too. We love my mum. It's actually um, Mother's Day this weekend in New Zealand, so it's very apt that we're talking about that. I actually did not know that. That is totally unprepared gibberish there. Totally unprepared. I mean, that sums up this podcast, right? <laughs> totally unprepared gibberish <laughs> with Andy should, and Dave. That's what we should definitely call it. I like that. That's That's the new name. That's the new name. So in this episode of Totally uh, Unplanned Gibberish uh, with Andrew and Dave, what are we going to be talking about, David? Well, this week on the Tug podcast, we're going to be talking about batteries, 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 batteries. That made it sounds like I was selling batteries. Yeah, Um, yeah, so it kind of makes sense that we move on to this. We've talked a lot. We've kind of skirted around it the last couple of of weeks. Um, So we're going to do a bit of a two-parter on batteries. This week, we're going to focus on... Uh, batteries in transport uh, and then next time we'll focus more on maybe your your field of expertise Andy. Yeah so I, I, I guess I, I, that's what I studied is batteries in uh, the electricity system and how we can use it to keep the lights on so I'm really looking forward to talking about that but like the Duracell bunny Dave we can do two episodes on this because we've just got so much endurance on the topic. Uh, <laughs> Wow. Uh, I, I so you you genuinely do have a doctorate in batteries, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I, so yeah. I, I studied how we can use them to um, support renewables. Have you ever had one of those awkward moments on planes where someone keels over and goes, "Is there a doctor here?" And you're like, "Yes, I am a doctor." Oh well, it, no, just a well, battery. So unless you've got a <laughs> happened to me yesterday, last week actually. I was on the train and a poor woman. She, uh, the, yeah, they, they called out for a doctor, but fortunately a real doctor stood up before I had to awkwardly admit to being. <laughs> <laughs> but on planes, they have manifests, so they would have known your doctor Andrew Crossland, right? It, it did happen to me on a plane. It did happen to me on a plane. I was coming back from Indonesia. I was doing some teaching out there, and. As they got on, they were all like, oh, hello, Dr. Crossland, please take a seat in 3A. And it's the first time, as the first and only time I've ever done business class, I got like a free upgrade thing. And honestly, it was just the most painful experience. It was not relaxing at all. I was just like, if anyone's pregnant, I'm not going to be able to help. <laughs> um, but uh, <laughs> just, I don't know what to do. Get some towels and some scissors, I think. It's, no, it's not scissors, is it? It's just wet towels. I don't know. But I, I don't know. Anyway, right. If but, anyone if anyone does have a keel over, though, at least you can work the defibrillator. That's At least you'd be like, right, yeah, if the defibrillator yeah. breaks then they can call you, right? Okay, yeah. we need a real doctor for this. Oh, no, the defibrillator's out of power. Never fear, the battery doctor is in. That's right, yeah. 
can't apply the defibrillator, but can get the batteries charged up. I always find it, find it sounds a bit like you're trying to pull and just kind of panicked. You're like at the bar and you go, you know, I'm a doctor, you know, and they go, ooh, a doctor of what? And you go, uh, batteries? And then it all goes downhill from there. Right, no, but, but <laughs> I, I thought your discussion of planes was, was a really clever link, Dave, because we, we do a little bit of planning sometimes in our uncontrolled, unplanned gibberish. Electric planes. Air New Zealand have announced that by 2030, they're going to be flying the first electric planes. There's a couple of electric plane trials going on around the world. And I don't know, Dave, are people getting excited about the idea of electric flight? I think Air New Zealand are. They did a massive ad campaign for it. I haven't heard anyone else talking about it, but I saw it and thought, hey, this will work for the podcast. Yeah, I'm, I'm really interested in this. I, I'm going to be real layman-y in this episode because I would love to hear more about how this works. Like, It just seems like such an incredible, almost sci-fi thing, a battery-powered airplane. Like, Is it possible? Yeah, so it is possible, and there are some good examples of people doing it around the world, like electric planes. Um, the challenge with aircraft, you kind of penalty, you've got to think about your penalties, is weight. So you've got to get all this, you know, heavy people, heavy aircraft, heavy luggage. You know, Dave flies around with his Bisto. You've got to get all his Bisto up to. That is true. 15,000. <laughs> I do. 30, I, weigh, I always weigh down the plane with my Bisto intake from home. I, I have flown many a Bisto back from, from the UK. <laughs> they don't call me Gravy Davy for nothing. <laughs> Gravy Davy. I uh, love it. Uh, no, but you, you're absolutely right. And so so the weight is your big penalty. Batteries don't have as much energy for every kilogram as, as aviation fuel. But you, you basically just can't get enough battery in a plane. Um, uh, it's, it's always been a challenge. But it, but it is it does work at the moment on sort of short haul flights. So so Wellington to Nelson's a good example. There's a, there's some flights in the Scottish Islands where it's basically up up down you know kind of flight, mm-hmm. and then the batteries will kind of last long enough to be able to sustain that. And that's that's great. That's all really exciting. Uh, yeah, aviation is a massive challenge, Dave. Eleven uh, percent uh, of the UK's emissions are from aviation surely power must be an issue though you know because the power that you need from the jet fuel to give you that initial takeoff velocity yeah uh, getting that from a battery seems like a really tall order yeah i mean the amount of power you're talking and and i think it's important to say there's the the traditional jet engine isn't so efficient it's not like 100 percent efficient but a 747 which is you know the the big jumbo jet aircraft uh uses 90 megawatts to uh, to take off uh which is a solar farm about well about 90 hectares of solar farm um running at full power in the middle of the day in june uh, would just be about enough to get a, a 747 into the air that's i think about ninety thousand kettles though no, thirty thousand <laughs> thirty thousand cows it's a lot, a lot of energy. And, 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 and I think what really tells you about how much energy we're using to fly halfway around the world, you know, think about how many times you go on a plane, like once, twice a year, maybe five times a year, I don't know. That, all of that that, that, that tiny little activity is responsible for 10% of our emissions. At the same time, you've got steel plants running all the time, servers running all the time, all the cars, all the transport going around. Yeah, etc. That's eleven percent, sorry, of our carbon emissions, which is a huge, huge, huge amount of carbon we're putting in the air 
just to fly around um, and we see it as a I think a lot of people see it as an essential they see it as something that we have to have in life and there's a there's a big old challenge about how we solve it so people are talking about batteries as you said which which kind of work for these small short haul flights but the longer haul flights how the heck are we going to get enough energy in a plane to do that and uh, there's two there's a the few schools of thought uh, one is sustainable fuels. So we go, we start making jet fuel out of something. We use renewable energy to make it. And that's that's sort of synthetic fuel. It's one option. The other is hydrogen, which everyone's getting very excited about. We've talked about hydrogen on a, another episode. So compressing yeah. hydrogen into an aircraft, which is, I guess, good because it would be quite light, would be my, my guess. Would um, it be technically safer as well? Is hydrogen less flammable than jet fuel? You know, hydrogen's pretty pretty old it's pretty explosive you know you oh really go off. but i suppose like you know if something goes wrong on a plane anyway you don't really want to lose your fuel so whether it just you know disappears out the wing or explodes they're both they're both quite bad um, some poor family doing a barbecue suddenly a load of hydrogen fall on them yeah sausages yeah. are off well I mean, of course the hydrogen wouldn't though dave it's lighter than air isn't it so it would go up you said you said that like a real science teacher. <laughs> well, it's it's lighter than air, isn't it? You idiot. The other future is not flying or flying a lot less, mm. which is quite interesting. And I'm not saying like Dave, you can't go home and see mom, but there are flights and routes that we use that you can maybe use something else. So I don't know, have you heard of Hyperloop, Dave? No. Hyperloop is the idea that you, rather than trying to fly everywhere, we build a giant vacuum tube and vacuum no air in them, no air resistance. Yeah. And I propelled down the tube from, you know, Los Angeles to Las Vegas in a fraction of the time it would take to fly using renewable energy to power that transport method. Do fun. you build Hyperloop under the sea or do you have it overland? You'd need to be a big tube, I imagine. You'd need to be a big tube, yeah. I can't really understand like the the concept and the context of what it would entail. How far off from science fiction is that? Well, they're actually running. Like the first Hyperloops have been running for a couple of years out in, in the state. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they're like on a trial. You know, they're testing them. Richard Branson's behind one of them. Yeah, they're, they're real. I think they're thinking at the moment for like land transport, so you know, going across the US, the continental United States or getting in between Berlin and Paris or something like that, you know, rather than trying to cross the Atlantic. Yeah, these things are, are real. They're happening. Wow. Sydney to Melbourne. Wouldn't that be cool? I mean, it's hard to imagine a world where we where we don't travel. As Obviously, as you said, like we have to find alternatives to, to flying yeah. or make flying, you know, more, more energy efficient. But in terms of actual travel, that's only going to increase. Like it's one of those kind of aspects of, of society that isn't going to go the other way anymore. People are used to traveling. People are used to being able to travel. And I know you get the old adage from people's parents and grandparents are like, well, we never went abroad until we were in our thirties. But realistically, that's not the globalized world. You can't suddenly just say, so I mean, <laughs> I'll start that again because I appreciate the irony in what I was going to say up until two years ago, you couldn't have said, sorry, you're not allowed to travel anymore. An environment where that is imposed. But also, like, you know, the whole point of climate change and the whole point of net zero and the whole point of alternative transport is we're going to run out of fuel or we're going to run out of planet. We've got to change the way we do it. And it, the way I feel about aviation, and I think you, you nailed it quite well there, was when people were riding around on bicycles, they weren't going, 
you know what, we need a really, really quick bicycle so I can get to London in an hour and a half. Do, do you know what I mean? The word, yeah. The, it was the wrong kind of solution. And then Stevenson came up with the the locomotive and, yeah, the LNER was born or whatever. You know, all these, these great railways were constructed and suddenly you could get around really quickly. People were trying to work out how do we get a train from London to the continent? That must be the best way of doing it. And then somebody invented the plane and the plane meant we could get from you know, London to Paris. And I don't think the solution to sustainable flight will necessarily be a sustainable plane. Uh, Till we get the old Hyperloop. Till we get the old I'm Hyperloop. Ex- I'm excited about the Hyperloop. I didn't hear about it until 10 minutes ago, but now I'm I'm excited to be my own molecule in a, in a worldwide Hadron Collider. Ping me around the planet, Hyperloop. That is exactly what I want. I want to be in Peru in two minutes flat and get me there. I was uh, watching something around about the trucking industry, especially in America, but this is worldwide. Trucks, massive machines, all running on petrol, constantly networking around the planet on very long distance journeys. Surely that must be one of of the major hurdles in the electric revolution, in looking at how we can use cars – and how uh, the margins that truck drivers have for their job. Obviously, that is something that has to change because in terms of labor exploitation, it's absurd. But with those kind of margins, truck companies can't be sustainable because if you try and make your truck electric and doing a full charge takes so much longer than it would be just to fill it up at the petrol station, you, you surely would take hours to recharge for an electric lorry yeah, well, so the, I, I I did a quick Google, actually, but because um, I, I was trying to find something else. But, wow, what great, great radio that is. Um, Greg Archer. <laughs> Andy Googles. Andy Googles. Kids TV presenter. <laughs> yeah. Boys and girls, it's time for Andy Googles. <laughs> Please don't put me on a children's TV show. I, I don't think I'd cope. Uh, but it's anyway, time right. for Dr. Batteries. Yeah, that's better. We can do that. That's more like four o'clock in the morning, Open University. That's my, that'd be my peak TV appearance. Yeah, so freight, freight transport, moving trucks around the UK is about, it's, it's about 11% of the emissions in, in transport. And they do huge distances. They're all about quick turnarounds and, and using the trucks as efficiently as possible. And how the hell do you do that sustainably? Greg Archer, who's head of transport and the environment, which I presume is a some kind of lobbying group, have said that all new lorries from 2030 have to be fully decarbonised uh, if we're going to meet our climate goals. And there are a few kind of electric trucks appearing. I believe Volvo have got one, Tesla have got one. But yeah, I mean, transport has to be decarbonised. And, and there's a big old debate going on because you could do it with... Well, one theory is you do it with batteries, um, which you know would lean to what the car industry is doing. You've got you know, you, these lorries drive for a long time on a big old bank of batteries and charge up at the end. Um, the other theory is hydrogen, and uh, particularly in countries like New Zealand or Australia, where you've got huge, huge distances to to travel, um, the theory is that rather than filling up with electric and taking thirty minutes, you fill the trucks up with hydrogen as you as you go on. Um, my kind of guess is it'll all be be electric uh, in the long run, uh, or mostly be electric, and that's because uh, the kind of challenge with hydrogen 
is you've got to build this great hydrogen refueling infrastructure so when the lorries get to x they can fill up the alternative is with batteries you've got to build a well a big power system to fill the, ba- fill the batteries up at long distances and uh, i think the latter is more more likely i think you're more likely to find electricity in the middle of the desert than you are a hydrogen station in the middle of the desert if, if that makes any sense at all though that'll be the next that'll be the next big american tv show won't it from from ice road truckers comes electric truckers it's all i mean the trucking's really interesting and if you go around and read what's happening with it i mean everyone's kind of pledging that we'll do zero carbon trucks but the date when we do it is like 2030 maybe 2040 you know people are, are talking a long way out i think the the focus is at a minute on cars which are obviously a little bit more um, easier to uh, to electrify but well, surely uh, it would be a case of you know cl- the classic necessity being the mother of invention because eventually the fuel will run out you you can't you know part of me thinks sometimes maybe we just go the other way and we just go absolutely mad using all the fuel we can and just just get it all used up because as soon as it gets used up then people will be forced all the governments all oh, <laughs> it's gonna sound a bit crackpot but all the governments and all the scientists they will they will not have a choice you will have to put your head down and fix it because the world will keep spinning the, the you know the trucking industry will need to keep going transport and stocking will need to keep going and if if all the fuel just gets used up then that's it you haven't got a choice now sorry what you either come up with a better version or you don't do it and those are your two options now because the easy way is gone well i mean it, it's an interesting argument i think the problem is if you <laughs> burn up all the fuel you know the planet's going to suffer uh, and scientists are already working on it, but we actually really, really just need good targets and good positive targets. And actually, yeah, we're so when governments go 2025, no electric cars or diesel cars, 2030, no more trucks, that's kind of the same effect. It's saying you cannot do this anymore or the planet cannot sustain this anymore. Here's the rule. And it, it hopefully, well, it's proven to stimulate development and new ideas, you know, like a bit. And, and, and actually, this happened back in the 60s. You know, Kennedy went, we're going to put a man on the moon by the end of the decade. He kind of already knew we would be able to do that or we're likely to be able to do that. But that was the that was the challenge set. And, and humans went and worked out on how to do it, you know, which was which was pretty cool. Um, but anyway, Dave, we've talked a lot and we've talked a lot about. And uh, I believe and I'll, I'll, I'd like to say a few words about this, if this is all right. Dave's one of Dave's songs, and it's one of my favorites, is actually about being at an airport. Um, for any viewers who've got children around, there's a bit of swearing in this, but it's a really, really cool song. So if you don't want your kids to hear swearing, skip on a few minutes. But if not, please enjoy Airports by Dave Kirby. Thank you very much. Yeah. Um, so this, yeah, this is Airports. I have done a bit of editing for you on it. So, okay. um, and also this, this song is available on my most recent EP, which is called Songs to Depress Your Dog, which is on Spotify and other streaming sites. Um, but I'm going to play it a little bit differently so that it doesn't sound exactly the same. Otherwise, you might as well just listen to that one. I really hate airports. I really do. Nothing but overgrown husks of forgotten culture. Spain to Timbuktu All the dicks in their smart suits If life is class every day And all the stags and the hens On the be 
here Away from those grey skies and shit pulled pies I'm growing sense of fear That's what I need to do Because the real reason I hate airports is Cause that's where I said goodbye to you Passive-aggressive I've got it down to a T I can begrudge you the people's happiness With sociopathic tendency But that's not who I want to be Because I'm just starting to realize That this world does not revolve around me for listening episode two of oh wait a minute episode four of the podcast but episode two of the battery special wow that got confusing uh we're gonna talk a lot more <laughs> already four episodes in it's already getting confusing it's already confusing can't do mass apparently uh but yeah we're going to talk a lot about how batteries are supporting low carbon energy and i can't wait awesome yeah thank you so much for listening everyone we'll catch you over at part two see you then see you then yeah <laughs>